we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny. Executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter. A People's History tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth-building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. The Breakfast Club. Don't play with it, don't play with it, don't play with it. Come on, baby, don't play with it. Break the blue guy. You think I'm coming here when this shit ain't hot? DJ Envy and Charlemagne the God. Being here next to all of you guys, it's really big. It's one of my favorite shows to do. Just because y'all always keep it 100, y'all keep it real. But what better place than, than here? I think everybody should go on the Breakfast Club and start That's with that. Yes. You want to shake it up. Good morning, USA! Yo, 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 Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Monday. Yes, it's Monday. Back to the work week. Good morning. How was the weekend? Man, I am blessed, black, and highly favored. Another day to serve. The weekend was great. Salute to everybody who 
I saw in Nashville this weekend because you know uh, my podcast network, The Black Effect, and iHeartRadio and Nissan. We do an event called the Thriller Possibility Summit. This was our second annual Thriller Possibility Summit, and we fly 50 HBCU students to Nashville for dope. a weekend of uh, panels and mentorship dope, and, dope, dope. And, and networking. And uh, we had a, a great time this weekend, man. And it's not just uh, HBCU students; it's HBCU students who. Uh, uh, who major in STEAM Okay So science, technology, engin- engineering, arts, and mathematics So That's dope Yeah, we had a great time this weekend, man Always good to see those those future leaders Absolutely Those future leaders of our community So salute to all those people Those young kids that came out this weekend That is dope Salute to all the HBCU students right mm-hmm. now as well Heading to class or getting your ass up ready to go to your your first uh, whatever you got to do, whether Jackson's, it's studying or whatever it may be. Yeah, but, Jackson State was heavy, heavy, oh, yeah? heavy. Yeah, it was a lot of a lot of kids from Jackson State applied to the Thriller Possibility Summit and, and got in. So okay, yeah, salute to them. That's what it is. Uh, salute to all the uh, the don't know what the uh, what he scores, but I just cheer. That, just it, clap, man. Just clap and cheer. That's that's all I that's all I do. And my you know it's funny on my way to the game. My son was like, Dad, I'd never play goalie because he was like, I'm a striker. I don't even know what striker means. On the, on the, on the, he was like, I'm a striker. He was like, I never play goalie. I don't know if I can even play goalie. Well, the goalie got sick. He had to play goalie. Boy, he was all over the place. He didn't know what was going on, but uh, he did score two points at the uh, at the second half. They call it the second half. Is it halves? Yeah. That's half. So, yeah, at the second half, he went back to his striker mode and, and scored two. So, salute to all the soccer dads out there. But let's get the show cracking. Uh, Pete. Buttigieg will be joining us this Secretary morning. Secretary Pete Buttigieg, the Secretary of uh, Transportation. Mm-hmm. Yes. We're going to be chopping it up with him in a little bit. And, of course, we got front page news next. Tesla and Figaro will be joining us, so don't go anywhere. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Good morning, Tiz. Good morning, guys. Good morning, DJ NV. Good morning, Charlemagne the Guy. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, Ted? How was your weekend? It was very good. Thank you for asking. I appreciate that. Thank you. All right. Well, let's jump right into the sports. All right. The Chiefs beat the Dolphins. Saints beat the Bears. Vikings beat the Falcons. The Packers beat the Rams. Commanders beat the Patriots. The Texans beat the Buccaneers. The Ravens beat the Seahawks. The Browns beat the Cardinals. The Colts beat the Panthers. The Giants lost to the Raiders. Not only did we lose that game, we lost the quarterback for the rest of the season, it looks like. And the Eagles beat the Cowboys. Bengals beat the Bills. I'm glad I'm glad you humbly said the Eagles beat the uh, Cowboys. You know what I'm saying? Because I thought you were about to try to be cocky as if your Giants didn't lose. Because, you know, one thing about y'all, especially New Yorkers, y'all lack self-awareness. Mm. So, you know, even though the Giants lost, y'all will still act like, and the Eagles watch those Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I'm that's you, why I do I'm it. Because I, did, I didn't do I'm glad it. glad you was humble. I didn't do it. And, and he still got on me. See, I didn't do it. Right? I was humble. I just wanted to make sure you was humble. That's all. That's right. it. That's what? it. What? You did it right. And in Monday Night Football, the Jets take on the Chargers. All right. Now, let's jump right into it. Let's talk about Alabama Mayor. Yeah, let's talk about Alabama Mayor. But quickly, with sports and HBCUs, I wanted to throw out there that Howard University now has the first HBCU figure skating team in the country. I see that. Yeah. Drop a bomb to that. Mm-hmm. Black on ice. Mm-hmm. All right. So Alabama Alabama Mayor Bubba Copeland uh, kills himself at the right wing 1819 news outlet uh, outed him for cross dressing. The Alabama preacher, politician and married father of three uh, killed himself Friday, two days after he was outed as a transgender curvy girl. Now, Copeland was the mayor of a tiny town called Smith Station, as well as the pastor at First Baptist Church. And the conservative news site 1819 News exposed his secret online life about how 
how he went uh, went by the name of Brittany, a transitioning trans- transgender curvy girl. He said that he did it as a way to relieve stress, uh, that his wife was aware, and he delivered his regular sermon that same day that he was outed, and he had this to say. I've been an object of an internet attack, an article that was written about my capacity as a mayor, capacity as a pastor. The article is not who or what I am. Now, um, his suicide came after police was notified to do a welfare check. They began tailing his car. He exited the vehicle, pulled out a handgun, took his own life. But what is eerie about this, guys, is he did an interview in March of this year. And when he was speaking about Smith Station, he was saying that their number one problem is suicide. He said, it is sad. I think a lot of us uh, come from the military and it has something to do with social media and the reality of that. He said that's the number one problem that they had in their town. So that was really eerie. And just as a a FYI, one in seven transgender people are not open about their gender identity to people in their family. In addition, 51% have reported hiding or disguising their LGBTQ status at work because of fear of discrimination. So I thought this is interesting because last week you guys had a story where you were talking about, uh, remember Santana was saying, when are you too old to be gay? Um, and although, you know, we, we were talking about it, uh, one of the points that was brought up was people, how they hide, you know, their identity um, and come out when they're older. So this is a really sad story to see this this happen. Mm. Yeah, very sad. I mean, <clears throat> what should happen to somebody who outs somebody like that? You know, because it, it's their personal life. It's it's how, you know, he, like he said, he did it to relieve stress or whatever he, he the reason he said. But if somebody outs that person and that person doesn't want to be outed, he doesn't want to be put out there like that, what should happen to that person that outs him? I mean, I don't think there's no laws on the book about outing people, is it? I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not aware of any laws on the book, but I am aware, you know, something called liability and being that, you know, it's an 18 news, 18, 19 news is an actual um, entity. You know, the, mm-hmm. the family certainly can, you know, look to see, you know, what. Right. If there's any liability associated with that funeral services are scheduled this week. So, um, you know, maybe they they will, you know, look into that. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's talk about Tyson oh. and chicken. Yeah, this is really important. A Tyson recalls 30,000 pounds of chicken nuggets. Uh, they are voluntarily uh, recalling about uh, those dino-shaped chicken nuggets. So if you buy those for your kids, uh, some consumers have found small metal pieces in their patties. Now, the recall was announced Saturday. It's for the 29-ounce plastic baggies uh, uh, that says fully cooked fun nuggets, breaded-shaped chicken patties. Those bags have a best-use date for September 4th. They were sold in Alabama, California, Illinois, Kentucky, Michigan, Ohio. Tennessee, Virginia, and Wisconsin. So, if you bought those chicken nuggets, throw them out. Now, I know folks got those in the house for yes. the kids. You Absolutely. What yeah. But what Trick Daddy said a long time ago here on The Breakfast Club, stop chicken nuggeting them kids to death. <laughs> right? <laughs> Is that what he said? Yeah, stop chicken nuggeting <laughs> right? them kids to death, man. I ain't gonna lie. Sometimes that's just easy, especially when, when mom's not there and dad's there. Mm-hmm. Look, you're gonna get these chicken nuggets. All yeah, right. that's crazy. Hopefully nothing happened to any of those kids because they can, and you know, said, again, that's very scary. Is it because there's metal in them? Yeah, they found uh, small metal pieces. Jesus. In the patty. So, and wanted to give everybody before we close out just what's coming up for the week. So, we have Trump on, on, on the stand today. Local elections are tomorrow, guys. So, pay attention to your local elections. That what matters way more to me than the federal level. And then uh, on Wednesday, we have the third Republican debate. So, we'll be covering all that this week on Front Page News. All right. Thank you, Tez. Absolutely. We'll see you in a couple, bit, couple of minutes. Now, everybody else, get it off your chest. 800 585 Let us know how your weekend was. Did you have a good weekend? Great weekend? What did you do? Call us up. 800-585-1051 is your chance to vent. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club.
It's a new day. This is your time to get it off your chest. Wake, wake up. Whether you're mad or blessed. It's time to get up and get something. Call up now. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Yo, this is Tone. Tone, what up? Get it off your chest, Tone. What up, man? DJ Envy. What up, Charlemagne? Peace, King. How are you? Let y'all know. I'm good, bro. Let you know, bro. My mom, she really do not like y'all at all. But what? y'all one of my favorite shows for real in the morning. I'll I be listening to y'all driving my truck while I'm driving my truck. Feel me? I think that you is a, that I, I think I think that is a very uh a realistic thing you just said cuz the reality of life is three people going to like you, three people not going to like you and four people don't even give a damn. That's the rule of 10. Always remember that. Three people going to like you, three people not going to like you, four people don't even give a damn. Why your mom don't like us though? She just don't she think y'all jerk. And I always hit her with the <laughs> yo 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 yo. Like when she answered the phone, I'd be like yo 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 and she hangs up on me so fast, bro. She what? might be right though. Well, tell your moms we love her. I don't love her because I don't know her. See, I'm not going to lie like that. I love everybody, man. Tell your moms we love her. That's not true. I don't love everybody. But she's an older woman. We love her. You should love my mom. She's a good woman. I'm sure she is. Now she got a reason to call you a I don't know her. Like, that's crazy. I hate when people do that generic stuff. Yo, man, I love her till I love her. I don't know her. I ain't going to tell you her name, but put the respect for her name. You heard? I sent her nothing but healing energy. Healing. Yo. <laughs> I appreciate it. Y'all have a good day. Have a good one, Tony. Hello, who's this? Shatima with a T. Okay, Shatima with a T. Get it off your chest, mama. Hi, I don't have anything to get off my chest, but I just wanted to call and wish my daughter a happy 21st birthday. Hey. I am so proud of her. She's a senior at the University of Delaware, and she's doing her thing. There you okay. go. University Salute of to Delaware. Her. Salute to her for surviving Delaware. Oh, stop it. Yeah, Del- University of Delaware. She is senior. Her name is Janaya Hodge. Peace, Janaya Hodge. Peace, Janaya. Hope she go out there and do great things in this world. Absolutely. I can't believe I got through. This is in all these years. This is the only time I got through. So you know, it's a prayer from God for my daughter. There you go, Shatima. Well, you have a good one. I got a, I got one on November thirteenth and one on November twenty eighth. Both coming up shortly. Yes, my husband's is November twelfth. Maybe I should give him an early shout out to Casey. There you go. What's, <laughs> what's his name is Casey. Casey Hodge from Hollis, Queens, baby. That's Hollis, where we from. Queens. Oh, oh, y'all from Queens? Yes. Where you go? PS34, St. Joe, come in there. We went to PS134, 192, and Andrew Jackson, baby. Okay. I went to St. Joe, come in there, right, right, right around the corner. Oh, okay. Have a good one. All right. Man. Thank y'all for taking the call. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Keep calling. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Yo, this is Lee. Good morning, DJ MV. Lee, what's up? Get it off your chest, mama. Get it off my chest. I want to tell these white people, keep your white privilege. Don't come in my job trying to get me fired. It's holiday time. Change for change. Change for change. Keep that attitude. I'm calling this white privilege out before the New Year's out. Don't come in my job with your fake tears crying, trying to get me fired because I'm a spaz on you. And then I'm going to walk out and I'm going to quit. Where you work at, Lee? Oh, I just quit on Saturday. Where did you I don't work? work? I don't work there. Oh, you quit so you didn't end up hurting somebody. Oh, no, I quit because I went to the NAACP and the EEOC because these white privileged ass crackers is racist and I'm not having it. Where did okay. you work? 
Change for change. Change for change. They try to get a bit fired right before the holidays. Can y'all check on my grandson? I don't know why you keep shouting out our change for change, but thank you because the Breakfast Club's change for change is back and it's all about making the holidays extra special for our listeners. There you go. Yes. Claire, good morning, Claire. Hey, hi, DJ Indy. Good morning, mama. Hi, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing good, thanks. Um, I love you guys. I watch you guys every day. And I also wanted to just talk about an interview you guys did last week with Glass Malone. Glass Malone, Glass yep. Malone, yes, indeed. Yeah. And I just wanted to say, like, you know, I understand Kim. Every time someone brings up Kim Kardashian, it's like, oh, well, she got rich off a of sex tape or blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, let's move on. She was 23 years old. It was consensual. Her and AJ go together. She's not doing that for a living. She's moved on. Move on. And also, too, by the way, man, you know, uh, it's not like other people didn't make sex tapes. It's just that other people didn't have the strategy, the business plan, and the hustle to make millions of dollars off their sex tapes. Clearly, she did. Yeah, but she only did it one time. She's not making it for a living. That is very true. Let it go. You don't become become Kim Kardashian or build what the Kardashians build if all you got is a sex tape to stand on. That's true. And uh, also, too, make sure y'all subscribe to Glasses from Long Podcast, the No Ceilings Podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio Podcast Network. Hello, who's this? What's poppin' Breakfast Club? This is Front Page. Oh, what's going on, y'all? Hey, what up? Get it off your chest, brother. Yep, really quick, man. Listen, I don't know who I got to talk to, if it's Eric Adams or whatever the case, but I'm a New Yorker. 25-mile-an-hour zones all over New York is ridiculous for me, man. This is crazy. I'm in a stick shift. I can't do 25. Nobody wants to do that. And, and there's cameras everywhere. Down. And there's speed cameras everywhere. everywhere. Yep. And, but how, fa- everywhere, how, how, fast, how fast do y'all want to drive through the actual city? You can. It's only but so much. It's only, you can only go but so fast because of traffic. At least give me 33. Give me 30. Give me something. 25. That's that's ridiculous. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure you can get away with 30. No, no, no. Because anything, if I think it's five over, they give you a ticket. So if, he, oh, wow. if it's 25 and he's doing 30, you're getting a ticket. You're going to get that ticket in the mail. Second gear, I'm done. And, and can I do one, one more thing, guys? Yes, sir. First and foremost, rest in peace, Fred the Godson. We are never going to forget. Mm-hmm. And, and um, I want to put it out there for the Toscano brothers. We got a movie coming out. On, it's uh, going to launch in uh, Shack Theaters. It's called The Pale White Horse. So everybody come out support December 3rd. We're gonna rock that out. Shot by the Toscano brothers in True Life Films. Is it based off? Be is it based off the book? Behold the Pale Horse. It's really a thriller. It's, it's really a thriller. Not based off the book, but we're going in. It's really a thriller. We didn't want to go so deep right there. Just put the testers out. Okay. But uh, we're gonna be launching December 3rd. Shot by the Toscano brothers. I want to send a shout out to those brothers, man. And rest in peace, Fred the Godson. That's my guy. And he's gonna be doing some big things. Absolutely. And shout to uh, and rest in peace to K Slate too. I see K Slate and Pat Poos put together. Uh, a 200 MC video and song and, and Fred the Godson got a verse on there it's like an hour long and it's everybody from Snoop to Raekwon to Fred the Godson to uh, wow. you name it Jim Jones Mano E-40 I mean Bun B it's so many people on there spitting it's dope it's, it's, a, it's long but it's dope it is dope it is dope I'm sorry we missed that one Matty Toast was supposed to be on that bill uh, he might be it's like I said it's 200 MCs there's so many MCs on that, on that, on that uh, record but thank you, brother. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051 now. When we come back, we got your rumor report. Lauren Hill. Well, she has a message for y'all. Every time y'all say she's being late, well, she responds. We'll talk about it when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club on BET. The Breakfast Club. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. 
Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure Black Twitter, a people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale one million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The one million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the One Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. 
It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club on this Monday. Now let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Lauren Hill. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor has it. Call out a name or you gossiping or you chatty patty. I'm gossiping. This is the rumor report. I mean, I guess we on the Breakfast Club. This is where the tea spills, right? Right. right. Now, Lauren Hill is tired of y'all saying that she's always late for her shows, so she had to address it. Say it again, she's late. She's late tonight. Yo, y'all must be out making on this blood run stage every night. Question, isn't, isn't she often late? Like, nobody's making that up. That's not a false narrative, right? No. No. Everybody who says that they went to go see a show said she was late. Was she late to that show? Is that why she addressed it? I'm not sure. Oh. I, I, sure. I mean, listen, man, you know, it just seems like, like Lauren is in rare air because she's like one of the only artists alive that can uh, treat her fans terribly and folks still love it. <laughs> like, like, I, got, I got love for Lauren Hill and I understand how hard it is to mentally and emotionally work yourself up to show up to things. But if you if you are constantly late, it's still unprofessional, right? Absolutely. Yeah, if you take on the responsibility to be somewhere and provide a service, then you have to be there and provide that service. Like, you know, I've heard stories of folks waiting two and three hours for Lauren, and some people don't have the luxury of waiting. That's and they, right. And they be having to leave. So you know, you know and, and Lauren should really, you know, truly show up for her fans on better. time. Yeah, on you time. Know, you can't tell them I'm lucky. Did I even make it here? No, nah, because people have schedules. They have babysitters. They have times that they can allot to make sure they can see your performance. And, and why would they cheer for that? I don't know. <laughs> like, like, why would they cheer? If, she's, if, she, if she was late and then she's telling y'all, y'all lucky I even made it here, that's nothing, n- nothing to cheer about because the reality is like, you know, she should feel blessed and lucky that her fans still care enough to wait for her after all these years. Well, I don't know if you remember, I think uh, last week uh, a woman called and said that she couldn't see uh, actually Lauren Hill because she had, she to, had to go. She had to leave. She yeah, had work yeah, yeah. in the morning and she had kids and she couldn't yeah. leave and she paid this money and she really wished that she would have been able to see them. Love Lauren Hill to death, but you can't take advantage of the folks uh, of the love that folks have for you. Absolutely. Now, J. Cole, he was doing a podcast with Lil Yachty and talks about he doesn't charge for features. Yo, bro, it's just a bar, bro. Like, uh, like a lot of my bars be really on point, but man, that's just a flex. Like, yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. gonna charge two thousand dollars a word. I don't even charge for the word. I'm doing this because I'm inspired to do it, and like, you know, and, and that's a cool way for me to address. Like, there's a thing going on that think I get two thousand dollars a word. Like, bro, you could have back home calculating. Yeah, for sure, bro. Nah, I'm not charging it because. You know, I just, I, I want to be on the song. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I, I wouldn't do that. I respect it. That keeps I you do. honest. 
That keeps That's, you honest because that way every feature you do is a feature you actually want to do. And like he said, you got to be inspired to do certain things. So you might hear a beat and that inspiration hits you and you're like, oh, I want to jump on this. Mm -hmm. But you know, when somebody comes to you with a bag and says, hey, I would like for you to get on this, you might, you know, compromise yourself sometimes. That's because right. Because you can do it. He's a rapper. He's a dope rapper. So he can write to anything, I'm sure. Now he also talks about uh, the Kendrick Lamar collab album that never happened. Gang of Beats I did. I, I gave him. Some of them like maybe had a hook on them and a verse, this, that, and the third. So he took them. And, you know, in that moment, we talked about, yo, bro, we should do a project. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. at that time, he not on like that. But I'm, I'm f with him. I had met him. I think at that time, him being so excited, because that's a look for him at that point. Mm -hmm. So I think he went to Twitter. Like, me and J. Cole got something crazy coming. And he put up a picture of us. Yeah. And from that moment, the fan base he had at the time, mixed with, mixed with mine, mm -hmm. I was like, what you mean by that? When he did an interview, whatever, they asked him. He's like, yeah, we doing a project, boom, boom, boom. I believe that's how it happened. Mm -hmm. But a couple months before his first album came out. Mm -hmm. So at one point, it was it was a real thing. Time and life. Mm -hmm. We ain't never got a chance to like really go in and do it correctly. Because that would take time, bro. For us to do something like yeah. that's full of our potential, that meets our real potential, bro, yeah. you're going to need time. Like Years, maybe. Yeah, maybe years. Maybe at least a year. You feel yeah. me? Has that ship sailed? Um, I don't think so. I think they can still do it. Mm. I would love to hear it. I feel like it sailed a little bit. Oh, I wouldn't. I'd like to hear them collaborate. I don't mm -hmm. know if I want to hear a whole project. I think it would I'd, be li dope. I'd, I'd like to see J Cole do an album uh, produced by Havoc and Mob Deep. I don't know why I keep having that mm. that thought in my mind. You know, when you think about how Nas and Hip Boy mm -hmm. got got together and created magic. You know, I'd, I'd like to see J Cole and Havoc from Mob Deep do that as well. Mm. And I'd like to see Kendrick do a a, a, a joint project with Rhapsody. That's mm. what I'd like to see. Now also J. Cole doing hip hop what ifs. Yeah. Now also J. Cole talks about Soldier Boy, how at first he wasn't really sure about Soldier Boy's uh I guess style and, and his his musical influence. Around the time Soldier Boy came out, I don't know how this happened, but I had a, a realization within myself. Cause I'm hearing that mm -hmm. and I'm like, man, this mm -hmm. Soldier Boy tell him. It sounds crazy to say now because it's such a classic to me. Mm -hmm. But at that time I had resistance, similar to when you came out and your mm. class came out. I had resistance. Nah, that's not the thing that I love. Like, y'all f with this. Like, mm. I was one of them. Yeah. And it was literally a part of me that had a realization. I was young. I was proud of myself for this realization. Because yeah. I was like, bruh, you a hater. Like, yo, you are literally hating. Yeah. Like, you are literally, you know you like this actually. Yeah. You be with your friends and you know you done did a, you... By the way, that wasn't critique of Soldier Boy. That was critique of himself. Correct. That's self-awareness. Very hard for us to admit sometimes that we just hating. Jealousy and envy destroy from within. Well, Soldier Boy responded. Mm -hmm. Oh, what the f*** is so... Oh, that wasn't my cup of tea, you know. I wasn't really... Shut the f*** up. You's a bitch. They ain't gonna talk about, oh, I was a hater. Yes, you was a hater. We don't have to know. You don't have to tell the whole world you was hating on me, bro. We don't care. What the <laughs> f***? That's like me going on a podcast right now and be like... Man, it's J. Cole look dirty as f He need to go wash his dread. Feel like he stank. I, don't, I ain't never listened to none of his music. When we was in the truck, we was listening to Gucci Man and Young Jeezy. Like, bro, who gives a f about my opinion, bro? Keep it to yourself. <laughs> oh, man. You can't tell someone how to react ever. Right? But 
That was a little bit much. That was a little soldier. too far. But he, I don't come on, soldier. They didn't have the first part. That, the first that, part, he started slow. He was like, "Nah, I respect J Cole for what he said," and then he just went totally left. I respect what both of them said. You know what I'm saying? You can't tell somebody. But how he to wasn't react. dissing Soldier Boy. He was, he was saying, not dissing Soldier. He was just saying this is what I thought at first. But I, I rock with Soldier Boy. I f with the music. He, he wasn't dissing Soldier. That was that, no. was that was critique of him. That was critique of himself as Correct. a person. J Cole. <laughs> yes, but I understand what Soldier coming from. You ain't got to tell everybody he was hating on me. But if he's saying that. The critique himself. Yes. I don't have a problem with it. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. Now, when we come back, we got front page news. Teslin Figaro will be joining us. It don't go anywhere. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. What up, Ted? going on, DJ MB Charlemagne the God. Peace, Let's jump right into some front page news. Start off with sports. The Chiefs beat the Dolphins. Saints beat the Bears. Vikings beat the Falcons. Packers beat the Rams. The Commanders beat the Patriots. The Texans beat the Buccaneers. Ravens beat the Seahawks. The Browns beat the Cardinals. The Colts beat the Panthers. The Raiders beat the Giants. The Eagles beat the Cowboys. And the Bengals beat the Bills. And in Monday Night Football, the Jets take on the Chargers. I tell you one thing as a Dallas Cowboy fan, not making no excuses. It is very hard to beat a good team and the referees. Just want to put that out there. I mean, nobody is going to say anything about the referee who, you know, uh, called a flag last night. Uh, I forgot who it was against. But then when you look at the, 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 he called the flag and he picked the flag back up. And then when you look at the replay, you can clearly see one of the Eagles players push my man in the face. And you can see why they called the flag in the first place. But you going to call it and just pick it up? Like, I, that, that, what kind of sense does that make? Because yeah. it's very hard to beat the, a good team and the rest. NFL. Oh, sorry for your team losing. Now, let's jump right into it. Let's talk about what happened in Montgomery. You're not really sorry, but... Nope. Um, <laughs> just to give an update. So, we remember when the Montgomery brawl happened, everybody was making memes, talking about it, and then people just kind of fall off. They don't go back and, and actually follow the story. So, I wanted to give you an update on two of the five suspects have pled guilty for their actions. 21-year-old Mary Todd pled guilty to harassment as a part of the plea deal. Her deal orders her to complete anger management courses, and she has to pay for the costs associated with her case. The other suspect, 48-year-old Robert Richard Roberts, pled guilty to a assault and was sentenced to 32 days in jail. Uh, Roberts will complete his sentence in a span of four months, as well as completing 100 hours of community service and covering court costs. Those are the white folks, by the way, because people wanted to know, you know what's happening to the white folks. Um, but the other three suspects, including Reggie Ray, who we call the chairman, uh, is scheduled to appear in court November 16th. So he will be charged with disorderly conduct, as well as Todd and Shipment, two other uh, individuals that were involved, and they will be charged with third degree assault. So I'll follow that on the 16th to see, you know, if he gets any uh any punishment for hitting the chair, having a bowling chair. Okay. Now let's see what's going on with Alaska Airlines. Yeah, interesting story on this one. I hate these flying stories. I'm flying today. Um, but according to a newly filed lawsuit, passengers on the Alaska Airlines flight uh, where an off-duty pilot attempted to cut off the engines uh, and felt the plane, uh, and they felt the plane dramatically pitch forward as if it was in a nosedive. Now, this happened a couple of weeks ago, but now the passengers, they're filing a lawsuit. That is the new story. Uh, and they're filing it against Alaska Airlines and Horaz uh, Horizon Airlines and the pilot. Uh, they claims that the airline did not properly 
evaluate off-duty pilot Joseph Emerson before they gave him the seat in the extra cockpit, um, the jump seat. So the lawsuit claims had they done so, he would have more than likely not, he would have been denied admission uh, and could not have been in a position to nearly kill, kill everyone. Uh, they're saying that he tried to kill everyone because he was uh, going through some type of uh, nervous breakdown uh, and was depressed and had used magic mushrooms. So they're blaming uh, the, the airline for that. I don't know how I feel about this one, guys, because I don't know what they could have about, you know, how they could have predicted this guy doing this. No. Um, unless there's something in his medical report that, you know, literally says that there's some type of medical issue. I don't know if him saying he was experiencing nervous problems, you know, if that's in the medical report or not. So this is going to be interesting to see. I get them filing the lawsuit, but at the same time, I just, you know, how could they? But he I wasn't, guess, I mean, from, from what I read, he wasn't supposed to be in that seat, period. You're not, he was, he was off duty. You're not supposed to be like, in that, you're not supposed to be in that suit, seat if you're off duty. So that's the problem. Like they let him fly in that seat knowing that he was off duty. He had no business in that seat. But if he's with. an active pilot and he works for the airline, I don't I don't see why they would be a problem because they have people do that all the time. He had no business being in that seat. You have to be on duty to sit in that seat. He was off duty. So he had no he they, mm -hmm. he should not have been in that seat in the first place. Because I thought I thought with those jump seats that's that's what they're made for. That's why there is a third seat in the cockpit. He's off duty. Yeah, but there's never three pilots. I thought that was they have those jump seats for off duty pilots getting to their next flights and no, whatever they have to do. No, it wasn't for off duty. Not from what I read. Mm. Well, from what I, well from what I'm reading, the lawsuit is claiming about his medical condition. But I can I'll I'll look and see if that's also an issue about him not being in that seat. But they're not at least as far as what I'm reading. It's mainly about his medical condition. Mm. And that was my thing. Like, how would they determine, you know, he could have did this as well. Right. Did this. All so. right. All right. Mm. Well, that is your front page news. Thank you, Tiz. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Well, they say he was a standby employee passenger. Okay. So what does that mean? He was supposed to work? Mm -hmm. Things didn't go well? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll we'll see as the lawsuit moves forward. Mm -hmm. Now, you can check out Tez with Charlamagne. Subscribe to Ted and Figaro's podcast, the Straight Shot No Chaser podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network, and follow at Ted and Figaro on all social media platforms. All right. Now, when we come back, Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg will be joining us, and our sister Angela Rye, she's going to stop through to hold us down with this interview as well. So don't go anywhere. It's The Breakfast Club on BET. The Breakfast Club. Everybody, it's DJ NV Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Angela Rye is with us as well, and we have a special guest in the building, the U.S. Secretary of Transportation, Pete Buttigieg. Welcome back. Thank you. Good How are you feeling, Secretary Pete? Good to be back. Yeah. Good news here. Before yeah. you came in, I was talking about uh, Secretary Pete about uh, his cars, and okay. he was saying that uh, I seen somewhere that uh, he likes the the new Mustang, the electric Mustang, and that you they said you were in it, or, or, or? yeah, because I thought we should practice what we preach. We're encouraging uh, electric vehicles, and I thought I. We ought to do that too. So uh, our security detail, we had them get a uh, a Mustang Mach-E, uh, which is how I usually get around when, when I'm in Washington, and it's great. My favorite part is when they took delivery of it. Mm -hmm. Part of what's standard, you know, they get the keys, they get the paperwork, and then they get a gas card for buying gas, mm -hmm. you know, to, to reimburse that, and they're never going to need that because it doesn't need any gas. So tax, taxpayers will never have to pay for a drop of gas going into that car. When you, when you talk about the electric grid, right, when yeah. it comes to all these electric cars. They're uh, hopefully focusing, I guess, in the next five years, they want all cars to turn over to electric. 
Do we have a strong enough grid to hold all those electric cars and all the electric battery cars and everything that we need? And also, when people are driving from state to state, is it enough to make sure that these people won't run out of electric and be on the side of the roads? Right. So uh, the the honest answer is we cannot run tomorrow's cars on today's grid. But but the other part of the answer is that's why we're upgrading the grid and the charges. So the president's goal is by the end of this decade... Uh, we want uh, half of new car sales to be electric. We think we can get there. It's not for everybody. It's not for everybody overnight. Uh, prices still need to come down, but we think we can get to half by the end of the decade. We also have to have about half a million chargers around the country by the end of the decade, and we're we're funding that. Part of what was in the president's infrastructure law is about $7.5 billion that we're using to really do two things. One is what you're talking about, where you go out on a road trip, you know there's going to be a gas station. Mm-hmm. We've got to make sure when you go on a road trip, you know there's going to be a charging station. Mm. But the other piece is we got to make sure there's community charging. So if you live in a single-family home or you got a garage, uh, then then it's easy. You can just plug in your wall. Our house in Michigan, we just plug it in a regular wall plug. Correct. But if you're in an apartment building, if you're in a dense area, uh, and especially if you're in a low- or middle-income area, then it might not yet be profitable for companies to put in chargers. So we've got to make sure that we accelerate that process, put a little incentive in to make the economics move in the right direction so that everybody has has access because then they have a chance at, at the savings that come from not having to buy gas. So it's definitely a process. The grid has to be upgraded too. But remember, it's also complicated and expensive to move millions and millions and millions of gallons of liquid fuel around this country every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of the day, in the long run, it's more efficient to move electrons through a uh, so to speak, through you know, through transmission lines, than it is to move liquids around. Uh, but you know, this is not going to happen overnight. It's going to be years. We're we're underway. We're working on it. Mayor Pete, now Secretary Pete. I'll way. always answer to Mayor. <laughs> um, and I love that. And I also think that it's really interesting that the most times I hear about you is when something went wrong mm-hmm. in transportation. For example, the railroad derailments um, earlier this year. And I would love for you to talk to the audience yeah. about how the railroad administration responded to those derailments. Yeah, so the, the one that got the most attention was in February this year yeah. in Ohio. There was a Norfolk Southern train who was carrying hazardous materials. It derailed. And in order to prevent an explosion, they uh, they actually burned off some of the material that was in there. Thankfully, there were no fatalities there, but it was terrifying for yeah. the town mm-hmm. there called East Palestine. There was a lot of frustration, a lot of anger, and a lot of misinformation that really terrorized the community. When that happened... Over time, I realized that we had to change the way we approach these. Because normally, a Secretary of Transportation doesn't go to an active hazmat site or an active crash site. Not because people in this job don't care about the issue, but because we have a National Transportation Board, it's it's, it's safety board, it's designed to be independent. Uh, they do the investigation, we do the policy. But what I found was people wanted and needed to see a visible administration figure there. And and honestly, I was a little slow to see the importance of that given the misinformation that was going on. So I knew that I had to get out there and do something that was a little bit of a break from the norm, but was very important so that the people who live in that, that community knew that they, they wouldn't have to wait a year for the NTSB report to come out to know that, that we cared about them and we were supporting. Now, to be clear, our department was on the ground from the first hours of that incident. It's it's not like we weren't present or, or, or like we forgot, but the information layer and the things that they were being told as they had very legitimate questions like, is, is my house safe? Is the water safe? Which it was, but uh, they needed testing to prove that. Um, is, is, is the air safe? Uh, the, the community was, was so... Uh, terrorized by that, that we had to take additional steps to get good information there. But here's the other thing that's really important. When I went out there, I wasn't just there to to show my face. I was there to talk about safety reforms that we need. 
That incident woke up a lot of Americans to something people didn't know, which is that all along, we have had every single day on average derailments. We have about a thousand derailments a year in this country, and there's nothing new. In fact, it used to be more. They came down from many thousands a year because of regulations. People don't always want to hear about regulations. Regulations aren't always popular, but they make us safer. And so right now, there's a bill sitting in Congress called the Railway Safety Act, a bipartisan bill, that would give my department more power to hold these railroad companies accountable. It would allow us to increase the fines to something that would really get their attention. Because right now, a multi-billion dollar corporation might not really care that much about the fines at the level that we're allowed to, to assess if we catch them in a violation. Uh, other measures around the, the physical safety of the tank cars that these chemicals move in. And it's just sitting there. And some of the same members of Congress who couldn't wait to get on TV to try to make a partisan issue out of this still haven't gone on the record on whether they're for or against it. By February, it's going to be a year mm -hmm. since that crash happened. And again, there are other derailments, thankfully, usually not as serious, but there are other derailments happening every day. Mm. Uh, we need those enforcement tools. We need that stepped-up action. And we're doing everything we can under the law as it, as it exists. But we need Congress to, to do more, too. Yeah. Is there a limit with the cars that the actual trains can carry? Because anybody that Great lives question. in 757 Virginia knows that those trains are going for 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. So, so is there a limit? There's not, but we're looking at the safety issues of that. Because now you got trains that are a mile long, mm -hmm. two miles long, three miles long. It, it is amazing. And this is another thing we're working on. Right now, there's actually no legal requirement on how many people need to be staffing that train. Mm -hmm. the, the railroad industry lobby has been pushing to have it be down to one. Imagine one person on a train that's three miles long. Can't even see the, the, the back of it. No, I mean, it would take, it would take you an hour to walk to the back of it. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're putting through a rule that would establish a minimum staffing standard. But we're also looking at some of the safety implications of trains being that long. Then you have the community implications. When I'm in, especially in smaller communities, and, and they have these railroad crossings, and you get stuck behind it. 20 minutes, 30 just, minutes. Yeah. Easy. And, and that's not crazy. just for your commute, but sometimes that's an ambulance. You know, sometimes that's, that's a safety issue. Somebody really yeah. needs to get there. But, but we're also changing that. So we have another part that I love of the president's infrastructure plan uh, is we have dollars for railroad crossing elimination. Now, we can't get all of them. There's, there's hundreds of thousands of these. But we can go to some of the places. We were in North Dakota, Grand Forks, North Dakota. They've been trying to get rid of this railroad crossing since, I think, 1991. Uh, everybody in town when we went there knew about the spot we were talking about. I think it's 41st Street that just cuts off one part of town where the university is from another part of town. We're finally, we brought the funding that, that's going to allow them to eliminate that crossing. Orangeburg, South Carolina. You know a lot about Orange. Absolutely. Uh, we were with uh, Congressman Clyburn there, mm -hmm. celebrating work that's going to help there where, where you have uh, highways and, and, and railways that, that, that uh, cut people off. So in addition to holding the railroads accountable, we're also looking at the physical infrastructure here. Now, I would be remiss if I did not mention that as we speak, House Republicans are pushing cuts to a program called CRISI, the Consolidated Rail Infrastructure Safety Improvement Program, uh, which is one of the main sources of federal dollars we use to improve the safety of our railroads. Uh, I would argue that now is the time to double down on that, not to cut it. And and you're going to hear me making a lot of noise about this as they're deciding how to vote. Mm. All right, we got more with the Secretary of Transportation when we come back. Pete Buttigieg, Judge, it's The Breakfast Club. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. 
Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure Black Twitter, a people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. If you're looking for the most epic place on Earth... Let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbroke, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlemagne the God, Angela Rye. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with the Secretary of Transportation, Pete Buttigieg. Angela Rye. You know, the other thing you brought up East um, Palestine, which is not exactly the same as um, what's happening in the Middle East and Palestine Israel mm. conflict. There are a lot of folks in the community who feel very strongly about the amount of foreign aid dollars that are going overseas um, to support that aren't feeling that same type of aid and relief in our own communities. Department of Transportation is responsible for 
some of the relief that can be provided to yeah. the community. So can you talk a little bit about what you all are doing in that regard? Yeah, we're focused on what we can do with the federal dollars that, that have been entrusted to us to make everyday life better. It's part of why I'm here in New York. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, uh, yeah so we've got the, the Hudson Tunnel. This is a ton. Hundreds of thousands of people count on this uh, to, to get their communities from, from, from here in New Jersey and beyond. It's 100 years old. We got one in Baltimore uh, that that we're redoing. It will be known as the Frederick Douglass Tunnel. Right now, it's known as the Baltimore and Potomac Tunnel. What tunnel? Um, you talking about? You said the Hudson. 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 Yeah, yeah. East River Tunnel needs some work too, mm-hmm. um, and and we're working on that. So, uh, and this is a major. I mean, the Hudson Tunnel piece alone. That's going to be one of the biggest public works projects in in modern American history. Mm-hmm. Two hundred ninety-two uh, million dollars. Right? Uh, that's just the start. Uh, we've got uh, we've got billions more identified in our transit programs, and then we're gonna uh, we're gonna have more announcements to make about that. It's gonna be billions, but yeah, this this two hundred ninety two million dollar piece that's gonna uh, do the concrete casing around Hudson Yards. That that's a, a, a big piece of it because we we really need it. People count on it every day, whether they mm-hmm. think about it or not. In fact, our goal is that people don't have to think about it. Yeah. If you're not thinking about infrastructure, if you're not thinking about whether there's a hole in the road that's gonna screw up your car or whether your train's gonna be late because there's a problem in the tunnel. Then you can think about whatever else you're dealing with in life. You can think about your job. You can think about your kids. You can think about your faith. Yeah, especially you when you that. all that traffic that is going to cause because of the construction. While we're doing it, that's not what I had in mind. But, but, but yeah. the other thing is, if you put back on your mayor P hat, there is. It's not just folks getting to work. There are folks who are going to work on these yes, projects. Yes, absolutely. And that's the because look, some of these projects are going to take a while before they're done. Mm-hmm. But even during that period you're talking about where mm-hmm. things are, are, are you know delayed or, or backed mm-hmm. up the jobs that that's created and we're, we're working to make sure that that there's fair access to those jobs we've heard so many stories from from communities and, and people who look at you know the project finally comes to their neighborhood and they say great but nobody working on this project looks like they're from this neighborhood my dad is the main one with the bullhorn so, <laughs> this, yes. this bothers him <laughs> right yeah, yes indeed so we've got local hire uh, preferences uh, that, that that we're now able to do under the law we, we've been working with uh, project labor agreements and community benefit agreements I was in LA uh, their program called Hire LAX specifically specifically for people who are from the same zip code as LAX to get into these building trade jobs. And some of them, you know, some of them had, had been homeless in the past. Some of them had had involvement in the justice system uh, and were now making good money, educating their kids, buying a home. I mean, these are transformational opportunities when you get some of these construction jobs. So we're really excited about that. How um, long will it take? Oh. So some of the projects we can do in one construction season. Some well, of them are... Time. Uh, that's going to be years. That's, that's going to be four years more minimum. Yeah. Four years the, of traffic. The, the casing on traffic. What? <laughs> so the concrete casing, we think they can do in about three years. Okay. Other parts of it are going to go well into the 2030s. It's mm-hmm. just that big of mm-hmm. uh, of a vision when you talk about the overall connection of what's called the gateway linking all, all the way there. Mm-hmm. But that's that's part of what we know you have to do. You have to have a, a portfolio of projects from ones that are going to be done by by this year. To ones that that you know some other transportation secretary is going to get to cut the ribbon on one day, uh, but that also means a pipeline of work you can expect. And you know some of these are a long time coming. The other big one that we're excited about that we're announcing is Second Avenue Subway, uh, extending that out to 125th Street. Neighbor, that neighborhood has been asking for decades to to get that that kind of subway access, uh, and we're, we're finally able to get it done with this, this kind of funding. And it's, I know this is going to change lives. The, yes, the job's working on it, but also just the jobs that people are going to be able to have because they can take advantage of the transit. With yeah. those changes, will that increase the price of traveling? 
Will MetroCard go up again? No, uh, at least not um, not as a result of what we're funding. I don't know what the plans are for, for MTA or mm-hmm. how they're thinking about their, their fares. Uh, I know con- congestion pricing, which is a, a state project, that's part of how they're planning to fund some of their work. But no, part of what we're trying to do uh, is provide more of the federal funding because mm-hmm. there you couldn't raise fares high enough to cover the cost of these. I mean, you just mm-hmm. can't do a you know, 15 to $20 billion project on the strength of uh, affairs. There's not enough, there's not enough money to go around. People would stop, couldn't, couldn't keep using it. That's why there has to be a federal role. And by the way, I think it's fair game for there to be a federal role because even if you don't use that tunnel every day, we're all living in an economy where if that tunnel was out of service, that would impact the economy, you know, all the way back to our house in Michigan. Mm-hmm. One of the other things that I think is important, we of course saw the Supreme Court decimate affirmative action mm-hmm. um, for higher education yeah. earlier this year during the summer. I know the 8A program at SBA yeah. um, took some hits as well. Yeah. This the, this attorney that's on these cases is relentless about it. Yeah. Are you at all concerned about the impacts on the disadvantaged business enterprise program at DOT and how that might impact even some of the companies who are working on projects around the infrastructure uh, law? That's I am. They're, they're coming after our DBE program, too. Now, we believe that program is not just good policy, but it's right. legally sound. We're going to fight for it. Uh, we know that it's made a difference in terms of people getting access to these jobs and opportunities that, that come with it. Uh, just just uh, yesterday, I was speaking to the uh, National Association of Minority Contractors. They are gearing up, getting ready. Uh, and by the way, what they want is a fair shot to compete. That's but it. these are businesses that have been, you know, over the years, you look in the past, systematically excluded. The whole basis of the DBE program, the, the reason why it has legal footing, is that there's been uh, a, a lot of, of proof of the disparities that have opened up. And when these businesses do get a fair shot to compete, they can do amazing work, and then they create jobs as they go. So whether we're talking about AA, 8A, which is a small business administration program, or our own programs that go under the flagship of DBE, uh, we're going to keep pushing because we believe in them. We're, we're doing uh, matchmaking. You think it's like speed dating between investors and uh, and businesses that, that want to grow in this way. We're doing uh, matchmaking between uh, people who are building transit and, and transportation projects and the businesses that hope to bid on it. And it's not just uh, you know if you're in heavy construction, it could be you could have an accounting or legal services or professional services business that could uh, benefit from some of the opportunities. We even upped our own uh, uh, goal for the the federal contracts from our department, the DOT. We we upped it to 21 uh, percent from a category called SD. The small disadvantaged businesses, and we beat that goal. And we're looking at what we can do to, to turn the dial even higher. So we really believe in this work. I know it's coming under attack. Uh, I just don't think those attacks are, are, are legally sound. So we're going to push. All right, we got more with the Secretary of Transportation when we come back. Pete Buttigieg, Judge, it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning, morning everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the God, Angela Rye. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with the Secretary of Transportation, Pete Buttigieg, Judge, Charlemagne. I want to ask you about uh, some, some political stuff going on. Um, yeah. how, how do you feel? Working with the new Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, when he hates gays. You know, um, it's my job to try to work with anybody. Mm-hmm. So I will it's try to work tough, with man. him. Yeah, I mean, look, I, we were joking earlier about my minivan. Like, it's a strange feeling to be driving our kids, our, our twin two-year-olds to daycare, driving past the Capitol, looking at the dome of the Capitol, knowing that under it sits a Speaker who thinks that my marriage ought to be against the law. Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. I mean, not just, not just not being in favor of marriage, which most people in the country get now, um, 
but just wanting it to be anti-gay conversion therapy. The conversion therapy, (laughs) these laws. I mean, I don't, I don't get it. But again, you know, my job is to try to work with anybody. Look, I I was a gay mayor in Indiana when Mike Pence was the governor, and I fought him on uh, those issues. But I also worked with him on other issues because working together on the economy was was the right thing to do for the city. So it's uh, you got to compartmentalize. I think he takes it a step further than Mike Pence, though. I mean, he the, the criminalization of gay sex is yeah. what he talks about. He says, yeah. you know, homosexuality led to the fall of the Roman Empire. Right. Like, that's a, that's a bit different. I think that's a step yeah. further than Mike Pence. Yeah, he seems exceptionally committed to that ideology. I don't know how you reach somebody like that. You know, I, I saw uh, somebody asking about his worldview, and he said, uh, you know, pick up a Bible and read it, and that's my worldview. I pick up a Bible, and I get to a place like Proverbs 29, the, the, the righteous man knows the cause of the poor and the wicked regardeth it not. And then I'm thinking about the Speaker of the House who went out of his way to be against the child tax credit, which when President Biden's American Rescue Plan expanded the child tax credit, cut child poverty in half. Mm. And when they let it expire, child poverty doubled. So we know that, that it was a cause and effect. Mm-hmm. Reverend Barber, uh, William Barber, somebody I have a lot of respect for. Okay. He sometimes talks about how you, you see some of these figures out there who have, as he puts it, they say so much about what God says so little, and so little about what God says so much. Mm. Mm-hmm. Do you lose faith a little bit when you think about all the things that you, you and your husband are thinking? And do you lose faith just a little bit because this is our government? It's our government. It's the only one we got. So if if there's a part of it that, that is disturbing or discouraging, you've got to respond to that with the part of it you believe in. I mean, I can't throw up my hands and complain about the government when I've been given such a prominent role in our government, right? I just have to figure out how to how to use it to do the most good for the most people, which is my job. Looking forward to the 2024 election. You're in this role at DOT, uh, Transportation Secretary. Have you thought about um, if you'd want to serve in any other capacity under another Biden Harris administration. I know you're not yeah. supposed to necessarily answer this, but you are really smart, have a lot of skill sets that you developed in school as well as as a mayor. Um, there are so many other entities and agencies that could <clears throat> utilize the way that you think things through. Have you thought about any other role that you'd want to serve in? I'm, uh, I'm pretty absorbed just in the day job that I've got. Uh, I love public service and I serve at the pleasure of the president. Uh, I, I know that, you know, the job I'm doing now is not the kind of job you can do forever. Hence my question. <laughs> but I also think it's it's got to be the best job in the federal government right now because we're we're, we're building things that, that, you know, we're building the things that like my kids are going to be counting on 50 years from now, you know, 50 years from now. My kids will be going through the Hudson Tunnel um, that, that, that we're going to be starting construction on today. And being able to be at the forefront of some of that work is, is, is incredibly rewarding. So, so yeah, I mean, the only honest answer to your question is I don't know. Do you think Biden and Harris uh, is still a winning ticket? Yeah, I mean, I, I got to be careful how I talk about it just because I'm, I'm here as secretary. I'm not oh, supposed to talk campaigns. But, uh, but what I will say is I believe in the president and the vice president. I believe in the work we're doing. Um, and, and I believe in the results that we're getting. I mean, the econ- I, I get that in so many ways it's been a rough few years for everybody. And I get that we're still kind of coming out of some darkness from from COVID to uh, what was going on uh, earlier with with inflation to just the political upheaval and everything that we're seeing in, in Congress and, and, and the former president. But look, look at what's happened. Like take aviation. 
Right now, we have a lot of frustration with airlines not being able to keep up with the tickets they're selling. By the way, made a lot of progress. This year, cancellations down below normal. Still very expensive flying. Um, and yeah, and there, but that's because the demand has been has been going up, right? It was only two and a half years ago that the big conversation about airlines was, are they going to go out of business? The big conversation was, how much taxpayer funding do we need to put together to make sure that the U.S. aviation sector doesn't collapse? Mm. And that was less than three years ago. You know, it's November right now. Folks are starting to think about holiday shopping, Christmas presents. Two years ago, that was just two years ago, we were looking at, at, at news stories of ships waiting their turn off the West Coast, and the supply chains were so backed up, people were saying Christmas was going to be canceled. And it wasn't. Like, we, we figured it out. We got through it. We actually had an all-time record high that year in terms of retail sales. But like, those kinds of things are happening. A $35 insulin for senior. And if we didn't get blocked by congressional Republicans, it would be $35 a month insulin for everybody. And I think we can still get that done. So whether it's our transportation stuff or, or, or other sides of the house, like the administration has a lot to be proud of and, and also a lot of work to do. Can we go back to Mike Johnson for one second? Um, I know you've got to go, but were you ever discouraged by Christianity because of the Bible's views on homosexuality? Because a lot of those guys like Mike Johnson, yeah. you know, they, they say they have those views because of what yeah. the Bible says. So were you ever personally discouraged? Yeah, I think every Christian, definitely every gay Christian has had to contend with the ways in which the church and scripture have have been sometimes weaponized mm-hmm. or, or or turned against people um but the parts that 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 most speak to 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 me have to do with with protecting those who need to be protected they have to do with with infinite love and I, yeah i think every christian wrestles with with all of the different things and ideas and forces and and and, and, and traditions that, that that are part of that but um and it's turned a lot of people off from religion, right? Our, at, at our wedding, our, our pastor um, talked about uh, how many people are, are, are walking away from religion entirely. Uh, and and yet, I think that it can be a, such a force for good without ever believing that I push you know, what I believe on anybody else and, and while being adamant that no one in this country ought to have to live based on some other guy's interpretation of his own religion. Yeah, because you referenced what Mike Johnson said earlier about his worldview. So you, ch- you wanted my worldview. Yeah. Pick up the Bible. And it's like, could it be possible the Bible is an outdated worldview? Or, you know, which chapter and verse are you looking up when you pick up you that Bible? You can't pick and choose, though, right? He seems to. Yeah. He's fine true. with doubling child poverty, but he, he's he's got a problem with what goes on in other people's bedrooms. Yeah, it's kind of hard. It's crazy to dislike gay people so much and your last name is Johnson. Nerd. Shut up, man! <laughs> I'm just saying. You Secretary don't have to anyway. use that one, Pete. Secretary Pete, use that one. Yeah, file that away. Use that. <laughs> Secretary Pete, you filed it away. <laughs> Never to go back. We appreciate you for joining us. You, know you say, you say, yo, you know what, Mike Johnson? He needs to look at the tip of the files. You know what? I think I got to go cut a ribbon. You know Secretary <laughs> Pete, we appreciate you for joining us. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Y'all know the he, he does it to all of us. He does it to all of us. Thank you, I'm so Secretary Pete. Appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thanks, Thanks for having me on. Oh, my goodness. Angela Wright, thank you as well. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yes, yeah, salute to uh, the Secretary of Transportation, Pete Buttigieg, for pulling up. Mm-hmm. You know? That's right. Well, It's let's a get... Monday, man. Lord have mercy. It is a Monday. Let's Happy get... to be here, though. Yes. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Nicki Minaj. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor has it. Call out a name or you gossiping or you chatting. Yeah. I'm gossiping. This is the rumor report. I mean, I guess we on the breakfast club. This is where the tea spills, right? Right. right.
All right, now Nicki Minaj has an album coming out on the 8th of December. She wrote a note in her Instagram saying, Dear Bobs, be sure to never... Barbs. Who are I the said Barbs? Barbs? I said Barbs. Who are the Bobs? <laughs> Dear Barbs. Damn. She said, be sure to never threaten anyone on my behalf. Whether on the internet or in person, whether in jest or not, I don't and never have condoned that. We have an amazing album right around the corner, 12-8-23. It feels so surreal and euphoric. Wishing you blessings on blessings. So well, Nikki's oh, saying, do not attack anybody, fans. Well, after all these years and after all the attacks the Bobs have uh, delivered, I'm glad she finally decided to say <laughs> to tell them to stand down. That's right. Okay. <laughs> after all these years. It's good. Hopefully they'll listen. Now, Ray J's mom was rushed to the hospital after reaction to IV therapy. Uh, you know, IV therapy, IV treatment is this new thing that goes on that uh, they put this IV, they come to your house so you can go to an IV shop and they're supposed to deliver essential vitamins and nutrients directly to the, bud the bloodstream. Unfortunately, TMZ said that when she was getting the IV therapy, uh, she had all of a sudden she felt ill. Damn. Started rapidly breathing hard, so they laid it down. Ray J was concerned and called the ambulance, but they said she's doing much better now. Did they say what the reason was? Because I mean, a lot of I, mean, I like doing those IV treatments too, but I like the B12. But what, 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 what did they say? What the problem was? They didn't. Why did she react that way? No, they didn't say. They said usually the IV therapy is meant to boost a patient's immune system, but side effects can include infection, rashes, blood clots, air uh, embolisms, and more. Damn. Definitely, uh, you know, glad everything worked out with mom. So, mm -hmm. salute to her, sending her healing energy. Smart, yes. smart thinking, Ray J. Quick on your feet there. Mm -hmm. Now, Al Pacino, eighty-three years old. It looks like he's gonna have to pay thirty thousand dollars a month in mm -mm. child support. Mm -mm. He will also give uh, six percent of his annual gross income, in excess of two point five million per year, capped at four million dollars. Or up to $90,000. Yeah, I don't want them problems when I'm eight. How old is he? <laughs> He's 83. 83 years old. He shouldn't want them problems at 83 years old, man. You know what I'm saying? Yes, you, you still want to be getting some action. You know? I don't want to be having no new kids, no nah. new child support payments. Nah, I'm I mean, happy that he's able to be able to do that with his sperm, but damn. $30,000 a month, uh, $110,000 for, uh, I guess, the courts and to pay him for court fees and 6% of his annual gross income. God damn. 6% doesn't seem like a lot, but when you're uh, Al Pacino, that could be millions and millions. But isn't he just going to be, isn't he leaving the child something anyway? Like, I'm sure it's a percentage of his estate or something. I'm sure the child is in the will. Like you sure. He has other kids, too. Who's that for? And I mean, give it to the mother, too. Leave something for the mother in the will, too. Mm -hmm. He's 83, bro. Like, I ain't want to be dealing with that kind of stress at 83. Nah. New now, baby mama problems at 83? Yeah. Now, Ruby Rose, you know Ruby Rose, she's an influence. She's 26 years old. She posted a picture of herself on Instagram. And Paul Pierce, ex-NBA uh, player, used to play for the Boston Celtics. He said, my crush. Well, she responded and wrote her text and said, text me then and put her number there. So people are saying that uh, Paul, per per uh, Paul Pierce is nasty for that. They said, bro is older than his jersey number talking about my crush. Uh, people are going in on him and saying that the difference of ages is, is he's 46 and she's 26. I don't care about this story. Okay. Not even a little bit. It sounded nasty that you even reported that. I'm, look, I'm, I'm just talking about, they, talking about Paul Pierce. They say he sounded nasty. You sound nasty reporting. I'm just, I'm just reporting what they gave me. You, could, you did not have to report that story. You could have left it at the three that you did. Uh, you wanted. You couldn't wait to say that. You said Ruby Rose. Everybody knows Ruby Rose. I have no idea who that is. I said she's an influence. I didn't say everybody knows. Ruby you did Ruby say Rose. that. Did I say everybody yes, knows you did say everybody knows who she is. You said you know who Ruby Rose. Do you know is. who she is? No, I don't. Oh. Salute to her. Okay. You know. Well, who you giving your donkey to? 
before after the hour, uh, Jordan Richardson needs to come to the front of the congregation. Uh, this is a classic example of how the energy you put out always comes back. We'll discuss. All right. We'll get to that next. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Get donkey at a date. Yeah, you dumb ass. You get donkey at a date. You You are a donkey. I'm gonna fatten all that shit around your eyes. They want this man to throw them blows, man. They waiting for Charlemagne to tap them gloves. Let's go. They had to make the judgment of who was gonna be on the donkey of the day. They chose you. Who's donkey of the day today? Yes, donkey of the day for Monday, November 6th goes to Jordan Richardson. Jordan Richardson is our. Was a valet in Baltimore at the Sagamore Pendry Luxury Hotel. Let me tell you something about energy. Uh, in fact, let me quote something about energy. This comes from Eckhart Tolle. The energy that you put out comes back to you. End quote. <laughs> okay. I don't care who you are, what you're doing, how you're doing it. Whatever energy you're putting out is going to come back to you. I'm talking to you from experience, which is one reason uh, I don't do the vengeance revenge thing. Because whatever you are attempting to do to someone will ultimately be done to you. In fact... While you're doing and saying whatever you're doing and saying to someone, what you're attempting to do to them has already been done to you. Yes, it's already done. Trust me. Whatever energy you put out is already happening to you in real time. And that is what happened to Jordan Richardson. I mean, that energy he put out came right back to him. Let's go to CBS News Baltimore for the report, please. A valet is charged with stealing his $120,000 Audi RS7 and lying to police about it. Yeah, I never in my wildest dreams could have thought when I handed those keys over, I even tipped the valet. (laughs) When he finally got it back, the car was totaled. There's a full can of gas spilled in the whole car. Dumped the whole thing like they were going to set it on fire. WJZ obtained charging documents in the case where police say the suspect, Jordan Richardson, admits taking the car and says he was approached by two men at gunpoint on Boston Street who carjacked him. Police say he then changed his story, saying he went to a car meetup at a gas station. And when he got out, someone jumped in and drove away in the Audi. And eventually he breaks and tells him, hey, I took the car, took it to Wawa, but then it got stolen from me. And I don't know who took it and I don't know where it's at. I don't know what they did with it. Eller says they did comp him in his room the day his vehicle was stolen and offered him another suite to come back. But he (laughs) says that's not enough. And he says he's out thousands of dollars. Reporting live in Fells Point, Mike Helgren, WJZ. Now, is he a terrible valet or a terrible carjacker? This is like when your parents tell you that you're doing too much, like jack of all trades, master of none. You want to be a carjacker, a valet, you probably rap. But now you're just the main star in a short film we call Double Jacking. Okay, in other situations, a man would be excited to star in a short film called Double Jacking, especially on Pornhub. But this ain't a movie, dog. Okay, now this could just be a coincidence. I doubt it is, though, because... Oh, what a tangled web we weave. Listen, man, life is about choices. This valet made the choice uh, to go joyriding or go to the car meetup, whatever he was doing. But whatever it was, he went to go show off. Okay, you went to go show off this stolen car. So you did it for the gram. Regardless of whether you got jacked, you were going to jail anyway for car theft because you literally took this man's car just to go to a uh, a car meetup or I don't know what it was. Either way, you went to go flex. All right? You went to go flex in another man's ride. Okay, those likes... Those comments, those reposts, whatever validation you were seeking is not worth what's happening to you right now. You probably thought you was going to get cheeks by jacking another man's whip. Now you're about to be in jail, giving up cheeks, jacking another man. You know, yeah, yes. we know what you mean. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
got mm-hmm. robbed at gunpoint, all right, because you went to a car meetup or you went to go joyriding, whatever. The real owner of that car probably would have never gone <laughs> where this valet Jordan Richardson went. But Jordan had to go stunt real quick. He had to pull up shining one time, let people see how he's living. And the people clearly liked what he pulled up, and they liked it so much that they took it from him. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. This is how energy works. Okay, you get what you put out into the world because thought waves of energy that vibrate that vibrate at a specific frequency. Okay, that frequency attracts similar frequencies to it. That's why happy people attract other happy people and angry people attract other angry people. And I don't get me wrong, life is still going life. So you can put out all the positive energy in the world and bad things will still happen to you. But if we already know that, why would we do things that we know are going to create the negative energy in our lives that we already trying to duck? Huh? Jordan, you knew as soon as you made the decision to steal this man's car, that wasn't the wise thing to do. But for whatever reason, you thought you could get away with it. And the law of energy said in real time, uh uh-uh, uh, uh. Let this be a lesson to us all. The reciprocation of energy. Always and every time, we will get exactly what we put out there to others. Okay, like karma, whatever we do will indefinitely come back to us in some way, shape, or form. Please let Remy Ma give Jordan Richardson the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid motherfucker. Are you dumb? Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today, sir. <sighs> yes, indeed. All right, BET, we'll see y'all tomorrow. Peace, BET. Mm-hmm. Everybody else, let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. We're talking about actress Yvonne Orgy. Yvonne, friend to the room. She uh, recently did an interview, and she was talking about her still being a virgin. Are you still a virgin? I am. Oh, my God. I love this. This is the most original guest we've ever mm-hmm, had on. Mm-hmm. And you, what are you, 39? I am. Oh, my God. That dam is going to break one day, baby. And baby, I- let me tell you right now. I, like, people were like, oh, you know, Yvonne, you're, I was like, pray for him, whoever he is. <laughs> why is going to break a lot of pent up energy up in here with me. <laughs> oh my god and you're gonna hit your sexual peak when you start having sex mm-hmm. so yeah you're gonna need a couple of men probably uh- <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's open up the phone lines yvonne out here guaranteeing her spot in heaven 800 this shouldn't even be a story 585-1051 this is exactly how people are supposed to live you do know that right oh like you- the bible says don't have premarital sex are you a 30 year old plus virgin going to heaven far as we know <laughs> if so we'd love to talk to you want to know why 800-585-1051 are you a 30 year old plus virgin there's it, nothing wrong with that if you are let's discuss you're actually doing what we're supposed to be doing anybody in the room want to talk no no okay all right 800-585-1051 let's talk about it call us up right now all the virgins out there if you're 30 years plus We'd love to talk to you. It's The Breakfast Club. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. 
Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure Black Twitter, A People's History tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. If you're looking for the most epic place on Earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there... Keep going, because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Come on. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you're just joining us, we're talking about Yvonne Orgy, friend to the room. She recently was doing an interview and talking that she is still a virgin. Are you still a virgin? I am. Oh, my God. I love this. This is the most original guest we've ever Mm -hmm, had on. mm -hmm. And what are you, 39? I am. Oh, my God. That dam is going to break one day, baby. And I let me tell you right now. Like, people were like, oh, you know, I was like, pray for him. Whoever he is. (laughs) A lot of pent up energy up in here. (laughs) Oh, my God. And you're going to hit your sexual peak when you start having sex. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you're going to need a couple of men, probably. (laughs) (laughs) You all look from being a virgin to polyethylene. So we're asking 800-585-1051. Would love to hear from the virgins uh, out there. Don't if look like there's a lot of virgins on the line. No, no, it's 
not too many. Here's the thing about uh, the Yvonne Orji situation, though. She's doing exactly what she's supposed to be doing. The Bible says you should not have premarital sex. Correct. So being that she's not married and, you know, she hasn't, she, she's not in a, she's not married. It's like, so she's doing what we're all supposed to be, all of us sinners. Right. You know what I'm saying? Are supposed to be doing, you know? So salute her. I ain't mad at it. AJ. Good morning. Good morning, DJ Envy and Charlemagne the God. Good morning. Uh, and everyone else? Are you, are you a virgin? Nah, nah, nah. I'm not a virgin. Um, I'm 31 years old. I'm not a virgin. Did we say all virgins call up? We did say all virgins call up. Okay. okay. But you know, people don't listen. Hello, who's this? That's 843 Slim. 843, we out here. What's happening? What's going on? What's up, Charlamagne? Don't call up here like you no virgin now. She's not a virgin. All right, no, I ain't. But I do feel like Ain't nothing wrong with being a virgin, so whatever it is, you need to figure out who they are, who they like, what they like, what they don't like, and respect themselves enough to make a person weak. Yeah, and the Bible the Bible says don't have premarital sex. Oh, boy. Can we get a virgin on the line? Hello, who's this? This is MJ. Jay, are you a virgin? Yeah, big virgin. You say you're a big virgin. <laughs> <laughs> How old are you, MJ? I'm I'm 30. I'm 30. You're 30 and you're a virgin, okay? Why Why have you decided to, uh, you know, keep your virginity? Um, I'm lesbian. You what? I'm a lesbian. You're a lesbian? Yes. Wait, wait, wait. So, hold on. Have you, have you ever had any sexual encounters? With another woman? With another woman? I have, yeah. You just never been penetrated? Exactly. Oh. Is so that, does, does this does count, that make a virgin? Does that count? I don't know if this counts. I don't know if that counts. <laughs> you calling from Charleston, too? True. Yeah, I'm calling from Charleston. I can tell. <laughs> they had my eight four three. But but can, can, cause she had sex, but she just hasn't been penetrated. I don't know how God would judge that one. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how God. I don't know. Judge. Hello, who's this? Yo, this is Will. Hey, Will. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Will, are you a virgin? Yeah, I am. Why, brother? Hey, yeah, man. I'm out here just living, trying to live right, man. Like I said, I just haven't met the right woman. Damn. Um, so I'm just saving myself for her. I know it's a little bit corny, but it's you know. not corny. There, listen, there is nothing corny about doing what God actually tells us to do. You know, for all of us that claim to be believers, this is what Scripture says. Scripture says that you know uh, you shouldn't have sex until you until you're married. I believe so, Will would have had sex if he found the right person. Is that true, Will? Oh yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Well, yeah. either way, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. You're waiting on the right person, man. I'm not mad at it, brother. Don't think that's corny. Right. Doing the right thing is never corny, sir. No, it is not. I, I told wholeheartedly agree, Charlamagne. Yes, sir. All right, well, have a good one, brother. All right, y'all too. Yes, Take sir. it easy. All right. Brandy, good morning. Good morning. Now, are you a virgin, Brandy? I am. Oh, how old are you? I'm 42. Okay. Well, well why'd you decide to wait? Um, I, um, I'm i definitely saving myself for marriage. Mm -hmm. um, but aside from that, I feel like the, uh, the men that I have come in contact with my whole life have not been worth it. Okay. Okay. That, I, listen, I'm not, you're absolutely doing what you're supposed to be doing. Correct. I hope you don't, I hope this world and this society doesn't make you feel like, you know, you corny or, or shaming you. Or shaming you. Correct. You, 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 no, no, no. If I, if I felt like that, I wouldn't even call it in. Actually, right. can I give a quick shout out to Kawana from uh, Grand Goddess Detroit? I am not listening to your radio show. She had to call me and be like, Brandy, you must call. <laughs> she had to call her friend that <laughs> she knows. Her, the that. only virgin that she knows, she called you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, okay. that's okay. You know, I don't feel no type of shame about it. All and, right. And how old are you again? 42. 42. Ooh, congratulations, mama. <laughs> All 
All right. Thank but, you, thank you. Have a good, but you handle yourself, though, right? You said I handle myself? Yes, ma'am. Man, why are you asking her that? Oh. <laughs> why? Like, why? Because that's a long time of nothing. So what? I'm just asking. Damn. So why are okay. you supposed to be asking on a Monday? Yo, you yourself, right? I didn't say like, that. Yo, you a married man. I just man. said you handle yourself. Same difference. No, it's not. God damn, that ain't none of your business. Tell me that ain't none of his business, did man. Did she answer, though? Yeah, I did answer. Okay, thank yeah, you. I didn't hear her. See, now you want to know what she said. I ain't telling you now. 800-585-1051. We're looking for all the 30-year-old plus virgins. Call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're taking your calls, 800-585-1051. We're looking for all the 30-year-old plus virgins. Now, this conversation comes from Yvonne Orgy. She recently did an interview, and this is what she said. Are you still a virgin? I am. Oh, my God. I love this. This is the most original guest we've ever mm-hmm. had on. Mm-hmm. And you, what are you, 39? I am. Oh, my God. That dam is going to break one day, baby. And baby, I, let me tell you right now. I, like, people were like, oh, you know, Yvonne, you're, I was like, pray for him. Whoever he is, <laughs> why is he going to break a lot of pent up energy up in here but <laughs> oh my god and you're gonna hit your sexual peak when you start having sex mm-hmm. so yeah you're gonna need a couple of men probably uh, <laughs> <laughs> you all look from being a virgin to polyethylene all right so we got mike on the line mike good morning hello mike what's up what's up man hey envy uh Charlemagne. yes sir so last week right i was sitting with this chick i've been talking to now for about a month now we did a we did a thing, you know what I mean? What you get mad? I get she she busted, I busted. Does that mean she's still a virgin, man? We did everything though, everything we did in the bed, just no penetration. But she, I mean, is she still a virgin? Yeah, I would say so. Y'all did sexual uh, things, uh, but y'all ain't had sex. True. All right, well, Mike, so yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. Mike I don't, think, so I don't think you should be having sex if you don't know uh, what sex is. <laughs> Clearly, but that would do what they did was sexual, but it wasn't Correct. sex. Hello, who's this? Hi, my name is Lai. Hey, Lai, good morning. Where are you calling from? I am calling from Georgia. Hey, Georgia. Now, we, we were asking, uh, are you a virgin? I am. Okay. And how old are you, mama? I'm 30. 30? Okay. Well, well, why? We like to ask why. Okay, so one of the reasons was I was abused at age six um, by a family member. And so that was one of the reasons, but also too, just feeling like I hadn't found anybody that I felt like was worthy. Mm-hmm. So that's my main reason. Oh, I, I totally understand. You're not saying nothing wrong. <laughs> You're not saying hey, nothing wrong. How you doing? I'm blessed, black, and highly favored. I, I respect it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I feel like, you know, when I hear people like you talk, y'all just have a level of discipline that, you know, a lot of us lack. I don't know if it's just discipline, you know. I think it's everybody's preference. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Discipline, preference, you know, experiences. Well, thank absolutely. you, Lai. Thank you so much. You have a good Y'all one now. Hello, who's this? Hey, how you doing? Hey, what's your name? This Kenny. I was calling to see was uh, Charlemagne, uh, but uh, a version. Because he always asks. This is what I'm trying to find out. You what? said about what a virgin now? <laughs> is your is your ass a virgin? Because you outweigh your ass. He was over oh, your oh, butt oh, a virgin. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Is your butthole a virgin? 
Yeah, 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 it is. I've had colonics and I've had a colonoscopy, but I've never had a. But you may need to go get you another colonoscopy because you know what? You always day of ass, so you need you need to go get you another. Okay, thank you. Anything you else? You said what? Anything else? Yeah, I got something else to say. I got something to say. Don't try to get smart with me now. I didn't get smart. Always, you always get smart with folks, but you get, you're going to meet your mess today. And I'm trying to leave from Memphis, Tennessee. And Memphis, we get down, so I'm letting you know. Your butthole needs to be a virgin if it ain't. Because you always putting folks on this and that. And I'm sick of you, and I want you to know today, okay? And I'm I'm you today. I love you, too. Now, you don't love me, because if you love me, you wouldn't be a jackass every time I turn around. <laughs> I love you. I've been trying to call in for two months, and I got in today. But remember, Kennedy Lee, Mrs. Tennessee, I'm watching you. I'm telling you right now, y'all hanging up in folks' face and all that. Hang up in my face. I'm going to call back every day. I got y'all. Yes, mm-hmm. sir, Kenneth Lee. We mm-hmm. love you. We it's love you. It's outside, y'all. It's new co-host. Or whatever y'all was looking for up there. Who you think we should? Who, who you think? Who you think we should get? Who you think should be the new co-host? I don't know. Y'all can get me if y'all got some food up there, cause I love to eat, and y'all got to feed me. Uh, uh, them little dudes y'all be drinking and eating. Uh, uh. Y'all want some rotel and hot wings and all kind of stuff. They got no food. I'm I'm in the hood in Memphis, Tennessee, but baby, I will come and shut it down. Yes, ma'am, sir. Mm-hmm. You buy yes, ma'am, sir. You can call me auntie. You can call me, call me first lady Lee. That's gonna be my new name for y'all, first lady Lee. Okay. Okay. Uncle, well, I, can you be? You. Can, I, can you be my uncle lady? Yeah, I can be your uncle lady. Do he got there some you money? Go. Kenny Lee. <laughs> okay. That's my what, uncle lady, Kenny I'm Lee from Memphis, drill. Tennessee. I'm a tip drill though. You know, I know how to throw it in the square. I know how to drop it like it's hot. Hey. Okay. Well, we, mm-hmm. we appreciate yeah, I'm going to come going. up there and twerk for y'all. Nope. Y'all never had anybody come in the studio and twerk? Next time Donnell Rollins is here, we're going to have you up here <laughs> to twerk uh, on Donnell Rollins, okay? Okay, well, make sure y'all invite me because I'm going to drop it like it's hot. You hear me? Yes, and sir. Tell him change and make me dance. Change. Yes, ma'am, well, sir. Change and make it? Okay. All right. Have a good one. All right. What's the more of that story? The moral of the story is I don't think there's anything wrong with anybody out there that's a 30-plus-year-old virgin. If you're a 30-plus-year-old virgin, you know, for whatever reason, you're actually living the way the Bible says we should live. Mm-hmm. Okay, they literally tell us not to have premarital sex, so they not the strange ones. We are. That's right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. All right. Now, when we come back, we got your rumor report. We got to tell you about Suge Knight. He funded a career you might not have known about. We'll talk about it when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor has it. Call out a name or you gossiping or you chatty patty. I'm gossiping. This is the rumor report. I mean, I guess we on the Breakfast Club. This is where the tea spills, right? Yes. Right. Now, Friday was the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, the inductions happened on Friday, I should say. And Missy Elliott. She was the first female hip-hop artist inducted, and of course, the queen, Queen Latifah, did the induction. Missy and her dear friend, her brother, her close collaborator, Timbaland, completely reinvented the sound of hip-hop. I remember being, uh, I was on Tommy Boy Records, and then I left Tommy Boy and I signed to Motown, and one of the executives, Jomo, brought me and shot him in the room, and he was like, yo, you gotta hear this. And he put on One in a Million by Aaliyah that Missy wrote. 
We had never heard anything like that in our lives. See, they opened the door to new possibilities in all aspects of contemporary music, very much including rock and roll. But trust me, nothing sounded the same after Missy came on the scene. That's right. Missy uh, actually did a, a bunch of uh, hits uh, past it does. Get your freak on and work it out. We got a, a snippet of that. Her work ethic, her creativity, what she means to hip hop, what she means to the 757. Mm -hmm. It's just so much that she actually uh, gave a speech after. And I have to, you know, I didn't want to call out any names, but I have to say Pepper, who is here from Salt and Pepper, her and, and Queen Latifah, Light, Roxanne Shante, uh, geez, so many, Moni, Yo Yo, I, I, all those ones before me gave me their shoulders to stand on and so I just want to take the time I know you know my people say hey go up there and 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 you know it's about people want to hear from you you know how you feel but these are the people who uh, inspired me and if, if, if it wasn't for them and their music I probably wouldn't be standing here I'm just happy to see people get celebrated uh, while they are still here to be celebrated. Mm -hmm. Like the facts can, the fact that folks can perform their own tributes, give their own speeches. That's right. That's what I like. Drop on the clues bombs for Missy Misdemeanor Elliott. She deserves it all. That's right. Now Shaka Khan was inducted by singer Jasmine Sullivan. We have a little bit of that. I never thought upon meeting this legend that she'd actually be a fan of my music. But imagine as my mother finally got to meet her musical idol years later as my mom battled breast cancer and went into remission, I had nervously requested Shaka's presence over Zoom as our family and friends gathered to celebrate my mother's victory. She said yes and called. I can still see my mother falling off the couch in pure excitement when she saw Shaka appear on the screen. Her life was made. Nothing would make her happier than to know I was here to honor a woman not only deserving for her contributions to music, but for having this biggest heart. The fact that she took the time to reach out to my mother at that point in her life puts her in my personal Hall of Fame. Well, I'm glad the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame finally, you know, got it right and inducted uh, Shaka Khan. It's mm -hmm. only been about five plus decades. And also we got it. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, what, what took them so long to put Shaka Khan into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? She should have been in there. Come and on, also man. we got to salute DJ Cool Herc. He was inducted by LL Cool J. Mm. Cindy Campbell, a high school student at the time, she wanted to raise some money for back to school clothes. So she invited all her friends and charged 25 cents for the ladies, 50 cents for the boys, and... Uh, most important, she also asked her older brother Clive, who was 18, to DJ. That party has come to be recognized as the birthplace of hip-hop. Her brother Clive, better known to the world as DJ Cool Herc, has been justly called the father of hip-hop. Clive was larger than life in every sense of the word, and that earned him the name Hercules. DJing, rapping or emceeing, b-boying, better known as breakdancing, writing, better known as graffiti. Herc had his hand in every aspect of hip-hop that would eventually take over the globe. 
Drop on the clues bombs for Cool Herc. Absolutely. None of us would be in the positions we we are in right now if it wasn't for Cool Herc. Not and, at uh, all. Once again, you're responsible for a whole genre, but you just getting into the just, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. What the hell are y'all doing over there, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? That's right. Come on, man. This man is responsible for a whole genre, a genre mm-hmm. that changed the world, a culture that changed the world, and he's just getting in. Hey, man, I guess better late than never. That's right. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. And I, I really think that when they talk about some of these things, I think they should be in the history books. I mean, we learn so much about history, so much about where things were created, where things started from. And I think that uh, the foundation of hip hop and where it started and how it started should be in these history books, too, for these kids as well. It will be. Uh, it should be now. How about that? 50 years. It should be now. Yeah, it will be. All right. All right, well, when we come back, we got the People's Choice Mix. Get your request in 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure Black Twitter, a people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. You know a spot. But not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. 
Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, over the weekend, what you do, Charlemagne? You was out of town, right? Oh, man. We had our uh, second annual Thriller Possibility Summit in Nashville this past weekend, man. If you don't know what the Thriller Possibility Summit is, uh, the Black Effect, my podcast network, iHeartRadio and Nissan, we put together a, a professional development program designed to help HBCU scholars break into the STEAM industry, you know, the science, technology, engineering, arts, and mathematics industry, man. So we bring 50 HBCU students to Nashville, and we have this, you know, whole weekend of uh, panels and you know, mentorship, breakout rooms, and networking. You know, it's just, uh, I got to salute my good sister, Dolly Bishop. She's the president of the Black Effect. She went to Winston-Salem University, and she always says she wished she had an event like this when she was in school, so mm. she decided to create one. That's dope. And that's what the Thriller Possibility Summit is, man. So, uh, yeah, it's just a great time. Like I always say, if what you're doing only benefits you, it's not big enough. That's right. So it's a, it was a blessing to be of service this weekend. All right. When we come back, we got the positive notes, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne, we got Belva on the line. Good morning, Belva. Good morning. Belva, how are you? I'm okay. You're okay? Well, let's make that okay uh, a little better, okay? I want you to... I think we can do better than okay, all right? Okay. Because... Uh, we was looking at your story. You know, you're a single mother and, you know, you have a wish list that you put together because you want to give gifts to your sons. They're 12 and one year old. Christmas is coming up. The 12 year old made it to the Junior Olympics for cross country. Right. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. OK, all of that stuff is there. Um, So listen, we're going to take care of you. All right. Salute to our friend. Thank at Amazon. you. We're going to take care of everything on your Amazon wish list. OK, it is done. Thank you. I'm so excited. You guys just don't understand how much this helped me. Okay, so is your day doing a little bit better than okay now? Yes, a lot better. Great. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Belva. Uh, wishing you a wonderful holiday season. Salute to our friends at Amazon. You can still upload your Amazon holiday wish list right now at breakfastclubonline.com. Hold on one second, Belva. Okay, thank you. Thank you. And we also got Terrence on the line, Charlamagne. Oh, we're going to double up? Yeah, we double it up. Why not? Why not double up today? Why not? Hello, Terrence. Hey, how you doing? How you doing, Terrence? Man, I'm blessed, man. I'm blessed. Blessed, black, and highly favored. You from Mobile, Alabama, right? I am. I am. Dump truck driver. I am. <laughs> okay, okay. Single father of three, two girls, one boy. That's correct. That's the mom baby. walked out of your child, out of your children's life. Yeah, man, it's crazy. Uh, she she dropped them off on the weekends like normal, and then like two days later, I'm supposed to pick them up. She sent me a text like. She needs to focus on herself. She can't do it. It's been going on for like five months now. Uh, this is going to be the first Christmas they have without their mom. Well, uh, 
I'm definitely, I'm definitely sending you healing energy, and I'm sending her healing energy. Whatever it is she's going through, I hope she gets through it so she could be there for those kids. But you know, there is a little something that we can do right now. We can take care of your, uh, your, your holiday wish list. You know, we saw your wish list that you put together. You know, for Amazon, and you, we see the iPad, and you know, the, the games for the kids, and the winter jackets, and the gloves, and all of that. So we're gonna take care of all of that for you, okay? Man, when I tell you this is a blessing, man, you just don't know, man, especially my engine just went out on my truck Friday, man, and yeah. I, man, you just don't know how much of a blessing. Well, now you can, now, now you got the money to take care of your engine because we taking care of everything for the holidays, man. And I greatly appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. I listen to you every day, man. I, I really didn't think I was one, but man, God, God answers prayers, man. Look at God. Look at God. Thank you, Terrence. Thank you, man. That's Thank right. All right, and, and we wishing Terrence a wonderful holiday season too, man. And once again, salute to our friends at Amazon. You can still upload your Amazon holiday wish list right now at breakfastclubonline.com. All right. And also, we got a salute to uh, Secretary of Transportation, Pete Buttigieg, for joining us this morning, Angela Rye. That's right. And the good sister, Angela Rye, man. All right. Now, give us a positive note. Yes, uh, I got the positive note coming, but first I want to tell everybody, make sure you go out there and pick up Doug Melville's book, Invisible Generals. It comes out tomorrow. You can still pre-order today, but it actually hits bookstores tomorrow. That is the next book release off my book in print, Black Privilege Publishing via Simon & Schuster. It tells the amazing true story of America's first black generals, Benjamin O. Davis Sr. and Jr., a father and son who helped integrate the American military and create the Tuskegee Airmen, man. So make sure you go pre-order that today and pick it up tomorrow in bookstores everywhere. And Doug will be up here this week on The Breakfast Club to talk about it. I had him on The Daily Show with me uh, last Thursday. He'll be on Breakfast Club this week to talk about it. But the positive note is simply this. One thing life has shown me is that growth isn't for everyone. Some people want to stay the same forever and you got to be okay with that. Have a blessed day. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? Don't miss the new docuseries, Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter. A people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there... Time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something, to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help. With funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on Earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.